What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the channel. Tabaris here. Another week, another episode. Next week, I believe, is when we're going to have a guest. It was a bit of confusion. Should have been a guest today. Fell through, but I still have a topic that I think you guys are going to enjoy. So if you're new, consider subscribing, listening to the end. Maybe it'll be something that challenges you, encourages you, or opens your eyes to something about dating. I'm trying to do this all from a biblical perspective. And if you are a person who constantly listens, please be willing to give five-star review on the Apple Podcast app or be willing to subscribe if you're on YouTube. But today I want to talk about a topic that I think is kind of important because I hear a lot of people saying they feel as though they're attracting the wrong people. You know, have you ever been a person that feels as though you're constantly finding broken people? Every woman you you talk to or every woman you're close to, it seems as though she's so insecure. Every guy you talk to, it seems as though he has so much deep-rooted trauma that he needs to get resolved, you know, or maybe you're a person who everything seemed fine, you know, the talking stage is going well, then eventually it all backfires. Eventually it all seems to not go the way that you desire. And it's just like, well, what was the switch? You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times we deal with broken people and it's like, that's, we know that shouldn't be the goal, but it seems like that keeps happening. Galatians 6 and 2, it says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But it wasn't talking about dating some stressed out person who has a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of stuff that, and I'm carrying their weight, you know, and that I'm doing the will of God by doing so. I don't think that's what that verse was meaning at all, because um, Galatians 6 one was talking about somebody being caught in sin. But it's the fact that I don't think it's God's will for you to keep trying to date or marry broken people. You know, bear in mind, I think a godly relationship strengthens a person with wherever they are spiritually. I think a godly relationship helps a person become who they God has called them to be. But there's a whole lot that I believe God wants to do in your life prior to getting into a relationship. God wants to do in their life prior to them dating again, if they're a broken person. So today I want to talk to, you know, a few people. I know this may not be for everyone, um, but people who feel as though they keep getting into this type of relationship. You know, you're you're asking God, why are you allowing me to keep getting into these relationships? Why am I married and divorced, married and divorced? Every time I date someone, they seem great, but then they're insecure. They seem great, but then they have trust issues. They seem great. And it's like many of you are falling into those shoes. So I want to talk to the people about that. So the first thing I want to say is, and it's the truth be told, we don't control who we attract, you know, um, but we can control who we entertain. I've heard it many years, you know, you know, um, people will desire you as you, you, you level up. Like if you're on this level, you're only going to get people on this level, but the higher you go is the more people on that level are going to notice you and like you and blah, blah, blah. And they say all these things. Um, but I don't think, it, I don't think what we do necessarily has a full effect on who likes us. You know, like a lot of people, they loved, um, you know, this popular YouTube guy won't get into his name because I made a video and mentioned the guy's name in the comment section just had me annoyed. Um, but this guy would say, you know, men don't like this kind of woman. Women don't like this kind of men. And they try to define what, you know, what everybody likes as though they're aware of the entire human race. But I want you to understand that you don't control who likes you. I mean, I don't care if the guy's homeless or he works in Wall Street. You have no control over who likes you, but you do, especially you ladies, you perfectly can control can control the person that you're entertaining. And I think that's what a lot of people don't want to have. They don't want to have accountability. Um, and we like to say, 
we're attracting broken people, but I don't think we're attracting broken people. I think we're only paying attention to the broken people, you know? So I can't get rid of the person who likes me. There was a meme that was circulating on social media some years back. And it was like, obviously ladies, um, a lady (laughs) made a meme, but it was like guys I like versus the guys that like me. And then you see guys in suits, perfectly fine, groomed, his hair's on point and all these things. Then she's like the guys that I like. Then the next one is a guy sagging his pants, um, teeth missing, all kind of craziness. And it's like, but the guys who like me and ladies are always, <laughs> always quick to do that, you know. And then the guy would be like, women I like, and you'll see some perfectly shaped model versus women that like me. You'll see some person who's probably out of shape or already has kids or hair looks crazy. And he's like, those are the women that like me. And it's like, we always try to you know, focus on the negative influences. But I don't think I don't think that's necessarily true. I think people from every demographic, people from every lifestyle are going to like you, especially if you're someone who's desirable, you're attractive, you have things going on for you. I think there's a lot of people who will be interested, but it's a matter of what are you paying attention to? Or what are you entertaining? Because there's so many people that they reject good relationships but then they blame it on everything else but themselves when they have no one to choose from. They reject people because they're not their type. They reject people because uh, his head too big, her her feet too small, whatever it is. They're saying the dumbest things. Um, and it's not even to insult somebody, but a lot of times we overlook people. And then when we have no options, now we're just like, God, well, you didn't send anyone for me. And it's just like, we really going to blame God on why we're single. Like God is not forcing everyone to be single. Like God is, God is not petty. You know what I'm saying? But I think many people believe that if we, if we just love Jesus, you know, then we're going to, um, you know, we're going to attract saved and sanctified people. It's like, we really get the impression that we can control who likes us by our lifestyle. And I don't think that's the case. You know, if if I'm out on these streets, I'm a, people assume that I'll attract a woman who's out on the streets. I'm living a fast life. She got to be living a fast life. If I'm serving in the youth group or I'm singing on the choir, then that means I'm going to find a godly woman who's inside the church and only godly women are going to be attracted to you. I'm here to tell you that is not the case. That's not the case that just because... Um, just because you're living for God means only people who live for God are going to be attracted to you. Um, and I want to show you this because of Genesis 39, the Bible shows us that Joseph was an obedient servant of God. He was a person who, before you even see the law written, Joseph is trying his best to honor God. And now with Joseph honoring God, it led to a woman, an adulterous woman pursuing after him. Because of Joseph um, allowing Potiphar's house to be blessed, because of Joseph's leadership style, the Bible says he's a handsome and a well-built guy. The Bible mentions that. The Bible doesn't mention a lot of people look nice. So Joseph's probably one of the best-looking dudes in Scripture. Whatever it is, ladies, that you think is an ideal man, Joseph probably looked better than that dude. And the Bible shows us that because of him being a man of integrity, that didn't attract the godly woman to him. No, it attracted somebody else's wife. And now we now now we're in a little bit of a dilemma because we're many of us are going to say, God, why do I keep attracting people's spouses? And I'm not saying anything is justified with that type of crazy behavior, but it's as though sometimes we'll look at it as though, well, do I have a lust issue that married people think they can try to talk to me? I don't think that's always the case. Um, maybe you do have a lust issue that you need to get resolved. You need God to work on through prayer and fasting, but. We see that Genesis 39 shows us Joseph was a man of integrity, a man walking with God, doing whatever he could to, 
you know, not upset more people like he probably did his brothers and his families and how he ended up in prison, all those things. He's not trying to upset people, but because of loving God, it caused the wrong type of influences to be attracted to him. So I want you to understand that you can be serving God and somebody full of lust will still be attracted to you. You can be serving God. You can be well paid. And somebody who's still a bum is still going to be coming um, to, to distract you. Somebody who's lukewarm will still try to talk to you. So I know you may think, ah, oh, well, he must be in church because he knows how much I love God. So, of course, he loves God the same way. Nah, not necessarily. Potiphar's wife wanted sex. So I know a lot of you listening, you probably think, oh, just the guys being chasing after people for sex. Nah, but your Bible said it was a, a married woman trying to get that get that guy in bed. So I, I need I need y'all to stop judging folks when y'all be talking what y'all be talking. But but I want you to see that can God still trust you when you're walking in obedience and it seems like he's not sending you any options? Can I still love God? Can I still say can I still say like Joseph, how can I do this wickedness and sin against God? Joseph was able to say that despite God not sending him his spouse yet, despite him not being married yet, despite him being in a predicament he doesn't want to be in. Now, many of you singles, you know, when the singleness, you know, it gets frustrating, moments of temptation come on, people start popping out the woodworks and you're just looking like, well, I'll never get married. So I might as well just give in this one time or no one will find out or yeah, I know they're married, but they're not even happy. They, they claim they're going to get divorced. When, when you're in all of these negative predicaments, can God still trust you to maintain your integrity like Joseph? Because Joseph was in a predicament, whereas he could have sinned and maybe no one would have known but him and God, him, God and that woman. But he still ran away from the situation saying, well, that's not the relationship God has for me, so I'm not going to entertain it. So many times we say, you know, man, you know, Man, this person likes me. It doesn't matter who likes you. It doesn't matter who, what person is married that likes you. It doesn't matter what person in the world likes you. If you decide to entertain that relationship, that fully rests on you. No one can make you entertain something else. You know. So in my opinion, a great man or a great woman will attract anyone. So the question is, why am I only entertaining the broken ones? That's the question I have to ask. Why am I only entertaining the broken ones that causes me to revert back to a cycle that God has delivered me from? Why am I going back to the ones that have that drinking problem God delivered me from? Why am I going back to the ones that have that 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 lust problem that God delivered me from? Why am I staying in the in the dysfunctional places? You know, so we have to start wondering like why is my type so dysfunctional because we often say Man, you know, I keep attracting the wrong people. No, you keep entertaining dysfunctional people. Man, I think, and what, what I asked my wife before starting a podcast, you know, why do you think people fall into this predicament? And then, you know, I feel as though, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I can't quote, quote her verbatim. But she mentioned a lot of times people do rush into relationships, you know. And unfortunately, they don't realize someone is dysfunctional or they don't realize someone is toxic for them or someone is broken or anything like that until it's too late in their eyes. But in reality... You are supposed to be finding out all this stuff in the friendship stage. Many of us, we totally skip the friendship stage. We see somebody, they're attractive. We slide in the DMs. Hey, I thought you looked nice. You want to have something to eat? And we say, cool. The dinner went great. All right, you want to be my girl? And we just go straight into relationship mode. And it's just like, um, do you know their last name? I don't mean their Instagram handle. Do you know their last name? Do you know anything about them? Do you know their character? Do you know where they serve in church? But we don't take the time to search any of those things. So we have to check what we're entertaining because too many of us are committed to dysfunction and it's not healthy for our spiritual growth or our emotional well-being or our spiritual well-being. It's not good for us. You know, second thing I want to point out 
is most of us don't attract who we are. We attract what we tolerate. You know, like I mentioned previous point, a lot of people say things like, oh, you attract what you are, you know, and I'm I'm a person who always says, you know, a lot of times you should only ask for what you can reciprocate. Don't ask for a hard worker if you're lazy. Don't ask God for a godly spouse if you're lukewarm. Don't ask God for a rich spouse if you don't want to work. Like, come on, like, that's not how life works. But in reality, you will get what you tolerate because I've often heard, you know, the type of person you put in that type of energy, you get that energy back. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person who hates all that energy, new age talk, because it sounds a little sketchy to me. People say if you level up, you'll get people that are on that level. But it really does not matter where you are emotionally, financially, spiritually, mentally, any of those things, because you will only receive what you choose to tolerate. Now, ladies, hear me out. You're a hardworking woman. Maybe even got your house before you, before you even started a relationship. You probably got a nice paying job. It may not be the greatest. 40000 may not be that much to you. Who cares? Whatever it is that you're getting paid, you're a hardworking woman. And now you decide you're going to date a man who won't work. Why would I marry you as a woman who's a hard worker, who doesn't care that I don't work, who doesn't care that I'm lazy, who doesn't care that I don't do anything to try to gain money financially other than mooch off you? Why would I change? You know, so a lot of times you're like, God, I'm dating this this lazy man. Yeah, because you're choosing to date the lazy man. He didn't just become lazy, you know, out of nowhere. You probably should have seen those signs before. Why would I purchase a car if I could just borrow yours while you're at work? Why would I get a job if you're paying all my bills? Think about that. If And if you're a girl, if you're a guy, you know, if you're a guy dating a woman who's unsaved or you're a guy dating a woman who's Muslim, you're, you're a guy dating a woman who's lukewarm, why do I care to follow Jesus if you don't care to follow Jesus enough to obey his word? Because it's, it says don't be unequally yoked. So if you're, you're willing to disobey that verse, why do I care to serve your God? A lot of people are like, oh, they respect my walk with God. I literally had a message just today. I read it. Um, you know, I can date this person. You know, they're, they're not offended by my beliefs. And we, you know, basically saying they tolerate one another. And it's like you will continue to get what you tolerate. Don't say it's God's will. It's your will for your life. Many of us, we're replacing God's will with our own. We're replacing what God desires for us for what our emotions are telling us that we need. And we really have to be careful of that because it's so easy for us to feel as though feel as though we know what's best. And I know a lot of us won't say it, but we genuinely think so. It's like it's like God is trying to show us I have so much best for so much better for you. But I can't give it to you when you already have your hands full. Your hands are, you have a tight grip on your will. So how am I going to place in your hand what I desire for you to have if you're not willing to let go of what you desire? And many of us, we just have to realize that God wants to bless you. God truly does. Many of you are going to get great spouses, but many of you are delaying great spouses because you've decided that the person you want has to be that spouse. I'm just saying, that's something to be careful of. But before we go forward in the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor in the episode. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I think a lot of times we get so busy in life. If you're a parent, you know all the things that go on with school. If you're involved in church, many of us, we get involved in probably too much. That is so easy that from day to day, eventually we all get burnt out. I think a lot of times we prioritize everyone 
but ourselves. We try to put the mission first. We try to put everyone before ourselves. And I'm not saying serving others is a problem, but the problem becomes is that when we get carried away and we don't realize that we're pouring from an empty cup, we can be very drained and not even realize it. So I want to give a shout out to BetterHelp because they're an online therapy that wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Personally, I believe that therapy is good. Um, I do believe that God heals any problem. I believe that God delivers some anxiety, depression, any type of issue that you have, God can deliver. But there are many times when you need a voice to, to speak to. You need someone that can pour into you. You need someone that can speak to you when you're in a low place. So I believe that therapy is beneficial because many of us, we have some deep-rooted trauma that we don't know how to resolve. And I believe BetterHelp can assist you with that. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month by going to betterhelp.com slash godly, or as you see it on the screen, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash godly. Click the link in our description box and back to the episode. Peace. So what I want us to realize is that many of us are listening to our emotions more than the Holy Spirit. And that is extremely problematic when you're allowing your emotions to guide you rather than allowing God to guide you. Because people, God is trying to protect us from relationships with broken people because they need healing. The only thing we can do in their life is point them to where they can find healing. It is not our jobs to try to rescue someone into loving God. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. So we have to make sure that we're listening to God's spirit. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. God is not directing you to dysfunctional relationships. God is not leading you to broken people unless it's to help them. He's not leading you to the woman at the well so you can become her sixth husband. No, he's leading you to this person to point her to where she can find true peace, true joy. Do not feel as though you can take on projects. That was the second thing Safa said um, when I asked her about this. Many of us, you try to take on projects. You know, we won't admit it, but we think we're smarter than God. We'll never admit it. We'll never say, I know more than God Almighty, but that's how we act. Every time when God tries to protect us from something and we say, God, I, relax. I know what I'm doing. I got this. I'll fix them. We take on these projects. It's just like, no, that you take on these projects and you harm yourself in the process. So I know you're trying to figure out why am I always getting these broken people? And it's like, because you keep trying to be in control. You keep trying to make people into who God has called them to be. No, into who you've called them to be. Rather than wait on somebody who's walking in the calling God has for them, we need to stop trying to mold people into our will because that's where we go wrong. So the real question I want us, want us to face today is, why am I constantly entertaining broken men and women? Not why are they pursuing me? Not why, are, why do they like me? No, 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 no. Stop asking that. The real question we need to ask is, why am I entertaining that type of relationship? That's what we really need to focus on. And I think that happens for a couple of reasons that I'll mention now. Well, number one, you're not addressing your insecurities. I believe that when a person isn't healed, they will never make the best decisions. When you're not healed, you're always going to assume somebody's like your ex. When you're not healed, you're always going to assume something is going to fail. Is This is too good to be true. I don't deserve to be happy. Well, no one... Um, no one is good enough. Every guy's like this. All women are this. When you're not healed, 
and you're you're ignoring these insecurities i'm telling you all it does is lead to low self-esteem samson is a person whereas i believed you know god had a calling for him i mention it all the time but nowhere in God's plan to destroy the Philistines means he had to marry their women. Nowhere does it mean he had to date their women. But Samson, here he goes. The, the marriage fell through. Then he ends up with a prostitute. Leaves on a prostitute, ends up with a woman who tries to get him killed. If you don't deal with whatever it is that's hurting you, you continue to spiral down the wrong path. And I believe that happens in all of our lives over and over again. So our low self-esteem is something that we have to spend time with God to allow him to heal. You know, because if God doesn't heal that, then we're going to constantly fill the empty voids in our lives with the wrong things, the wrong people. Because these broken people, they'll pay you attention because they have nothing else going for them. You know what I mean? And then we may feel as we may get a false sense of security from that when in reality it's not going to work in the long run. You know, so we have to be careful because many people, I believe that when they're not dealing with insecurities, all they can possibly do is settle. And you may find somebody who's great. You may end up marrying somebody who's great. But that doesn't mean it was God's best or that doesn't mean it was God's timing. And I think a lot of times you can have something great at the wrong time. And because you're not dealing with your issues, it can backfire so much because it's so much trust issues, so much resentment, so much burdens they have to carry that they didn't need to. You know, so we have to be careful of that. You know, So the goal is to figure out how do I overcome my dysfunction? You know, when you're when you overcome that dysfunction, you no longer see healthy relationships as lame. So many people and I don't use them as examples because I, I don't want to use them as the perfect example because I don't know any of the personal life or if they're just, you know, social media Christians because everybody's Christian on the Internet. Um, but, you know, people I like to use the perfect example of the Russell Wilson and future comparison because a lot of people try to say Sierra never liked Russell Wilson. She only with Russell Wilson because he has money and uh, she really wanted a future. I, I don't get into all that them foolish arguments because I genuinely don't care. But we see that someone got tired of dysfunction and they found somebody who's stable, normal, you know, not out making several babies, you know. And it's just like when when we look from the outside in and we're not healed, we look at it as though future was the normal person and Russell Wilson was the cornball. I did an episode on that a few weeks back. If you guys have been following the channel, you'll see. But a lot of times healthy looks lame to us healthy looks boring to us why because we're so used to dysfunction when in reality we should not be so accustomed to that that we're not able to receive what god has for us but unfortunately that's where we are in today's society the second thing we need to pay attention to is this for the last thing i'll say that we need to pay attention to this happens when people think there aren't any better options like, I don't know why people think God runs out of blessings. The Bible says the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to him. Psalms 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Meaning God has everything in his hands. God, anything we need can be found in him. Anything we need. Um, and bear in mind, a spouse is not a need um, so for anybody who's going to try to use that and declare God owes them a spouse. <laughs> spouse is not a need, but we understand that a good spouse, the Bible says he that finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. So we see that having a godly spouse is a great thing, but many times we make the bad decisions because we don't think there are more options out there. The person I wanted, no longer available. I've had people, I've asked people, well, there aren't any people in your church. Well, all the godly guys are married by now. And it's like, that's how we look at it as though God ran out of options, you know, but there was somebody in the Bible who thought, 
God's timing, you know, wasn't working for them as well. Abraham and Sarah um, got tired of waiting on God and their plan backfired because they thought, let me just add Hagar into the mix, adding somebody into the relationship that God didn't want them to be in a relationship with. And many of you, I'm trying to prevent you from walking into a broken relationship or creating something that God did not tell you to create. So this is, I don't want to say a warning, but I want you to hear me, hear me when I say that. Be careful of trying to create something because you will make a mess out of it. And yes, God is able to, to bring a testimony out of your test and bring a message out, out of your mess. And yes, I get all the little preachy cliche sayings, but bear in mind, God doesn't need to clean up a mess if you don't make one. God doesn't need to, to tell you, okay, don't worry, I'll restore you if you just listen to him in the first place. <laughs> I've always heard somebody say, don't be ashamed of your testimony. What you should, what I've always heard people say, you know, like for people who've gone and done mess, don't be ashamed of your testimony. But an even greater testimony is knowing that you trusted God, that you never had to leave church. You never smoked. You weren't sleeping around. You weren't lying on people. You weren't gossiping. A greater testimony is I stayed in God's presence. That's much better than a person smoking and drinking. I'm not saying you're better than them, but it's much better to know you never had to experience the pain of brokenness. The brokenness that comes from sin, that's a much better thing to, to not have to deal with all the chaos that comes from a lifestyle of following the world. You know, so it's better for you to not create those types of relationship. You know, and just because you don't see a few good options at your church, that doesn't mean to settle for someone broken somewhere else. That doesn't mean because I can't find a good man, I'll just date somebody else's husband. Well, because I can't find any girls my age means I should date some young girl. You know, some of you, some of you know what I'm talking about. You know, please, please hear me when I say this. You don't want to rush out of a decision that God is trying to God is trying to prevent you from. Don't rush into something that God is trying to prevent you from. I get it. You don't want to be alone. Everybody on social media is is, is dating, married, and pregnant. I get it. But that does not mean you have to be on their timeline. You have to trust God's timing. You know, so I know it's too so much I can say about this, but ultimately I don't want us to look at it like why am I attracting um, broken people, but I want you to see that you're not attracting them. You're entertaining them. It's a harsh pill to swallow, but it's true. You know, so for those of you who listen to the end, what are some reasons you think you or others may have attracted these people to your life? Or what are some reasons you may have entertained them? Because a lot of you, if we're being honest, we're attracting broken people because inwardly we're broken. We're attracting insecure people because really we're dealing with insecurities. What are some reasons you think that you've dealt with it? And be sure, be sure to subscribe if you're new to the channel. And we'll be seeing you next week, Thursday. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all comments. Love y'all. Peace.